You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And now, Rolling right along with another podcast. If you don't like that, hope you are doing well. Got a couple of special announcements that I want to mention before we get rolling with the bulk of today's podcast. You know, when I started doing this back in October, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I didn't know a lot about podcasts. I didn't know about the algorithms. I wasn't sure how to distribute on all the platforms. I've learned a lot, learned how to edit, learned how to do a lot of different things. And along the way, you know, I've talked to others and they've given me some tips and some hints. And so trying to refine uh, this podcast and I've really enjoyed doing it. I, some of the guests that I've had on, I'm just like, wow, it's been phenomenal. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, talking about uh, hypocrisies, double standards. I've enjoyed talking about important social issues. You know, I'm trying to cover the whole gambit because I, I believe that there is a right way and a wrong way to do things. Uh, I think our country is so screwed up right now, which is going to be the bulk of what I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes uh, on my podcast. But it's nice to have this form. It's nice to be able to, you know, talk for 30 minutes or 40 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever the case may be and really get into it. However, the one thing I've really missed since leaving my radio show, actually, let me rephrase that. The one thing I've really missed since getting fired from my radio show is talking to you and so many others like I did for 26 years and when I filled in for Jim Rome on his show. Because to me, interaction with the callers is really important. I know when I listen to a talk show, I don't want to hear the host ramble for three hours or four hours. I like to hear what the fans think. I want to know what they think about the game last night. Uh, I want to know what they think about the trade. I want to know what they think about whatever the case may be. And how am I going to know that if I don't talk to them live? So I've got really good news. Pretty soon, I'm going to be able to talk to you live. Nothing's going to change on my podcast or my rants, but there is a new app. I am going to debut it next week. You'll get all the information right here on these platforms and on my social media account, at Grant Napier Show on Twitter. And on this app, I'm basically going to be able to do pretty much like a regular radio show. And you are going to be able to come on with me, as if I was doing a radio show in Sacramento, 
or doing the Jim Rome show where I take phone calls. So we're going to be able to talk about what happened in the game last night. We're going to be able to talk about the trades. We're going to be able to talk about why this team is so bad or so good or whatever is going on. That's the one thing that I have missed greatly. Absolutely have missed that so much. So tell me how you feel about that. All right. You like that? Hit me up on Twitter at Grant Napier Show or any of my other platforms. I want to know if you are are into that because I'm into that. I want to be able to go live. You know, maybe we'll do it every day. You know, maybe I'll do it at 3 o'clock Pacific time, just like I had in Sacramento, right? And I'll just do a show, and you'll call in just like the good old days, and we'll pick up right where we left off a little more than a year ago when I was ridiculously fired from KHTK. How does that sound? You like that? Something else that's going to happen starting next week, I believe. A guy that I have the utmost respect for, I love him as a human being because he's not a guy that just talks. He backs up his words with actions. And I have immense respect for him as a sports expert and a sports talk show host, and that's none other than Sean Salisbury. And if you listen to my podcast with Sean a couple of months ago. You know what I'm talking about. And if not, I really encourage you to go back and check it out. But Sean and I are going to come on No Filter Network, and we're going to start doing a show, I believe, next week. Again, I will give you all of the details, all of the information that you need so that you can join us. And when I mean join us, it's a video platform. All right. So you'll hit your knock button. You can come on with Sean and I. You can ask questions, whatever the case may be. But I am super, with a capital S, excited to get that started with Sean Salisbury very shortly on the No Filter Network. Now, if you haven't checked out No Filter Network, I really have enjoyed it. My favorite show is Deuces Wild with Eric Burns and Will Clark. And I got to tell you, Will is such a passionate, just, I love Will. I mean, the guy just loves what he does. They had a show I think I watched three weeks ago where Will was in his garage and he's got the batting screen or the screen up. He's got the tee and he's hitting balls into the screen and he's telling us, you know, how he's going to hit it to left field or right field. He moves to position of the tee. I mean, everything. And it was just fascinating. And I sent Will an email and I told Bernsey this too. I said to Will, I said, I got to tell you, that was fascinating. I learned more about hitting in one hour than I have my entire life. And I mean that. It was absolutely fascinating. I learned a lot about the game of baseball and about hitting that I really had no idea about, thanks to Will. And, you know, typical Will. And typical Will, I mean, guy's great. He just talks about how he loves teaching a game of baseball, how he just loves hitting. And I'm, I'm just fascinated by what they're able to do on that show. It's Deuces Wild on No Filter Network. But, again, I'm hoping to get that going with Sean next week and hope that you can check it out. Really, uh, really going to have a lot of fun. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. For your plumbing needs and repairs, just go to newworksplumbing.com. And I want to thank those of you that have taken the time to hit me up on social media or email me, uh, email me thanking me about New Works Plumbing. Uh, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to New Works. Uh, I greatly appreciate their support here on the podcast, and I, I really appreciate you uh, using them when you have a plumbing need. Just go online, newworksplumbing.com. That's N E W W R X plumbing.com. 
Com. All right, one thing I want to talk about on today's podcast is how screwed up this country is, where everybody's perfect, or at least a lot of people think they're perfect. There are so many people that have never done anything wrong before. They've never had to apologize for anything. And when they see others that do something wrong and they have to apologize, they get killed for it. The latest being Jack Morris, who mocked the accent of Shohei Otani when he was at the plate, later apologized. But Otani came out and said this, I did see the footage and I heard it. Personally, I am not offended and I didn't take anything personally. Common freaking sense. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have problems in this country. I just said this country is screwed up beyond belief. We have a lot of issues in this country. But in my opinion, one of the biggest issues in this country is the knee-jerk overreaction over a comment that Jack Morris made. I mean, do we really think that Jack Morris decided? Like, do you really believe that his intent, the key word intent, was to slam the Asian culture? And again, Shohei, I did see the footage and I heard it. Personally, I am not offended And I didn't take anything personally. But oh no, not only did Jack Morris get suspended and he has to take bias training, but he got destroyed for his apology. And those who are perfect, who never do anything wrong, that have never had to apologize, you know, slam him for his apology. That's the country that we're living in today. And again, I'm not saying there aren't a lot of problems going on right now with hatred towards the Asian population in this country. It's sick, okay? But I don't believe that this is part of it with Jack Morris and what he said. That's just my opinion, and I'm glad that Otani backed up how I feel, all right? It's not really for me to say. It's for him to say, considering the comment was made when he was up at plate. But isn't it interesting that Jack Morris, okay, comes out with an apology gets absolutely slammed, gets suspended, and has to go to bias training, all right? Then, go back to last summer. Drew Brees makes a statement and his belief about the American flag and how important it is for him to stand for the national anthem and respect the flag of the United States. What happens to Drew Brees? He gets absolutely destroyed. Then he comes out and makes his first apology, and he gets slammed even more. Nobody wants to look at Drew Brees' track record and what he's done in this city of New Orleans and what he's done his whole career. Like, that didn't matter to those that were slamming him. But again, we have so many perfect people in this country that never do anything wrong and have never had to apologize. It's easy for them to slam others like Drew Brees. So then, Drew Brees goes on Instagram and makes a video apology. And then he basically has got to beg for forgiveness with some members of his football team. That's what happened to Drew Brees for just stating that he believes that he should stand for the national anthem or believes that people should stand, that he believes in it, and he gave his reasons why. Then you move on to Tom Brenneman. He uh, uses a homophobic slur. Didn't realize that he was live on air. He makes a very sincere apology, in my opinion. But again, we have so many perfect people in America. They slammed him, destroyed him 
more for his apology than the actual homophobic slur. That's right. Tom Brenneman was ridiculed, mocked, and slammed more for his apology than the actual slur itself. Again, I go back to what the hell is wrong with this freaking country. Everybody's perfect. Then you get Myers Leonard of the Miami Heat. Uses a derogatory term for a Jewish person. What happens to Myers Leonard? Gets raked over the coals. He comes out with what I believe was a sincere apology. But oh no. People weren't talking about the word that disparages Jewish people. No, they were talking more about his insincere apology. Like, that's more important than what he said in the first place. It's ridiculous. It is absurd. So what happens to Myers Leonard? He's suspended from basketball activities for a week. He was hurt anyway. Then he gets traded to Oklahoma City, and subsequently he is waived. So... You got Tom Brenneman, homophobic slur. What I thought was a sincere apology. I think anybody watching that had to think that was sincere. I'm not speaking for you, but I mean, if I, I'm using common sense. I'm using my eyes and my ears here. I was fine with Myers Leonard apology. All right. Then you have Carlton Davis of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He uses a Asian slur. What happens to Carlton Davis? Kind of goes under the radar. He comes out with an apology, and nobody really talked about it. It's just like, it's like a non-story. Bob Brenly, former big league manager, former big league catcher, doing the Diamondbacks game, D-backs and Mets, talks about the do-rag that the Mets pitcher Marcus Stroman is wearing. Bob Brenly, off the air, has to undergo sensitivity training. Bob Brenly comes out and makes an apology, gets destroyed, gets slammed, gets ridiculed, gets raked over the coals for an apology. Why? Well, again, because we have so many perfect people in the United States that never, ever do anything wrong, and thus they don't have to say, I'm sorry, so that when others do say they're sorry, they don't really understand. All right? It's just unbelievable. Then. You have Stephen A. Smith, who disparages the Nigerian basketball team, makes fun of their names, and then makes a ridiculous comment about Shohei Otani and having to use an interpreter. So what happens to Stephen A. Smith? Nothing. Nothing. Did he get suspended for a day? Nope. Did he get anything else? Any money? Nope. Nothing. He comes out goes on air, and makes an apology. All right? Again, those that are not Stephen A's fans, and whether you're a fan of an individual or not, really shouldn't matter. It's the words that matter, the intent of the words, and the sincerity of the words. Stephen A. Smith raked over the coals, ridiculed, people that don't like him. You know, again, welcome to America 2021. What happens to Stephen A. Smith? Nothing. So much so that Tom Brenneman's father, the legendary 46-year voice of the Cincinnati Reds, Marty Brenneman, comes out and says, only wish my son's employees had been as forgiving. How about that? Says that about Stephen A. Smith. 
only wish my son's employers had been as forgiving. Nope, they weren't. Tom Brenneman with a homophobic slur, sincere apology, boom, done, career over, right? Or at least his career is on hold. I won't say it's over. I don't believe it should be, but that's my opinion. Marty Brenneman, perfect. Only wish my son's employers had been as forgiving. Yeah, ESPN, listen, if you work at ESPN, pretty much you can do what you want. I mean, we've talked about this numerous times on these podcasts. Then there is the issue of certain people that have been in the news that defied the advice of their attorneys. And I have said this for years and years and years when, and I'm going to keep it to a public figure or an athlete, is accused of doing something wrong if they're innocent and they didn't do it. I've always said, I don't give a damn what my attorney recommends. I am coming out and saying, I didn't do this and I am innocent. I've said that for years and years and years. If I'm accused wrongly, unfairly, I don't give a damn what my attorney says. I'm coming out and I am going to state exactly what the deal is. Evander Kane, San Jose Sharks. I'm sure you heard this story a couple of weeks ago. His estranged wife accused him of betting and throwing games. And it was a real big story for a short period of time until... Evander came out and said this, and I love it. Even against the advice of my legal team, I feel strongly that the public and fans hear this directly from me. And then he went on and talked about everything involving his family life, his estranged wife, and I thought it was just absolutely perfect. And you know what else? It was so sincere that I think the majority of people, after watching that, said he didn't bet on games. This is just a bitter ex who wants to take him down. That's how I read into it. I thought it was great. Then Trevor Bauer, I've talked about this on the podcast. He came out last week before the court proceedings that began on Monday, and I have a follow-up to that in a moment. He said this on social media, while I have allowed my representatives to speak on my behalf over the last six weeks, I can no longer be silent. And he went and read a full statement or wrote a full statement. And I said to myself, when I saw that, I said, you know what? Trevor Bauer is going to be okay. Trevor Bauer is not going to not only go through this legal system and be accused of the allegations where he's found guilty, but he's also going to be Reference to as a big-time, bold-faced liar the rest of his life. So when I saw that statement, I was like, I believe him. Guess what happened yesterday in L.A. County Superior Court? A judge ruled in favor of Trevor Bauer. Now, I don't know what that means for him to come back and pitch. Now, I would also say this about Bauer, because I called him a, uh, what did I say? I said, I, I accused him of deviant sexual behavior. That doesn't make you a criminal. All right. It might be a, you know, different than what you and I would do or believe. But the point is, that's how I characterized his behavior. I, I characterize it as deviant sexual behavior, but doesn't necessarily mean he's breaking the law. And I, I got to tell you, when you read the allegations and the text messages between 
Bauer and the accuser, the alleged victim, which again, the judge ruled in favor of Bauer yesterday. To say that their behavior is bizarre would be an understatement. But hey, I also believe in this, to each your own. If that's what you want to do, then go for it. You know, if it's consensual, then what the hell? Do whatever you want. I've always felt that. You know, it's like I don't I don't look at it any differently than a boxer getting into a ring or a fighter getting into the octagon, getting into the cage. They know what they're signing up for. They might get killed. All right. They might get badly injured. They might get brain damage, but it's consensual. No one's forcing them to do it. All right. As long as no one is being forced to do something against their will, then go for it again to each their own. And Trevor Bauer, as uh, crazy as his behavior seems to most, you know, I can't say to all because there are those that engage in that type of behavior. Why? I have no freaking idea, but that's just the reality of the situation. But I go back to this. I love the Vander Kane coming out and saying that, and I thought what Trevor Bauer did was excellent as well. And before I get to my crowd ultra Q&A, I just want to add this, okay? Why is it? that we in this country, and I'm generalizing, but I'm saying we because I think it's the majority, not the minority. Why is it that we will not accept a public person's apology? Why can't somebody make a mistake and apologize with sincerity, with integrity, and with honesty? All right? Why is it that so many people in this country cannot accept the fact, hey, you know what? I am really sorry. I screwed up, and I, I ask for your forgiveness. I'm sorry, okay, or, or whatever, all right? I've used several examples. It's just like the apology is worse than the act itself. And I've been told, I, I, I've spoken to a lot of people that do crisis management, trust me, all right? And they all tell me the same thing. Don't apologize, I'm like, what do you mean don't apologize? They go, don't apologize. It's actually going to be worse if you apologize. And and you know what? They're right. I'm using examples right here. Don't even apologize because there are just too many people that are perfect in this country that have never done anything wrong, and they don't want to hear it. How sad is that? Seriously. How freaking sad is that? And listen, if you're Asian and you're listening to this, and you're bothered by what's going on in this country, guess what? I'm bothered too. When I see the video, particularly in the city of New York, and what is going on to Asian uh, people, whether whether, they're from China or whether they're Thai or whether they're Japanese or Korean, I mean, it's so sad. It is so freaking sad. And yeah, I, I do, I do, hurt with you and I do look at these acts of violence and go what the hell is wrong with this country attacking somebody because they're just Asian or just I mean what the hell is going on it is so wrong but you're going to get bent out of shape over what Jack Morris did are we not getting a little carried away here I'm asking the question are we not going overboard because Jack Morris and what he did to Shohei Otani. And you know what else we need? We need a freaking rule book. We need a manual for every single person now 
that goes in front of a microphone. Maybe I can work on that in my free time. Maybe I'll come out with a do not say this manual. And the problem is you're going to need a wheelbarrow to bring it in because it's going to be thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. Can you imagine if you are on the air, if you have a microphone in front of you, if you have a camera in front of you, do not do the following. Can you imagine how long that freaking list could be? Seriously. Because you can't say anything about anybody. You can't even begin to try to be funny without offending someone. And here's the other deal. Who makes the decision of what is offensive or not? How do we judge that in this country? Who who determines what is offensive and what is not? Who makes the determination of what is acceptable and what's not? Who makes the determination of what is crossing the line and what isn't crossing the line? Explain that to me too, because that needs to go into the manual as well. All right, we're going to move along here, and we are going to get to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to crowdultra.com, sign up. It takes about a minute, and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Cameron, what's a team you wouldn't want to be drafted by? That's a fabulous question. I would think if I'm really, really, really good and I'm going to be a one or two pick in the draft, it probably doesn't matter. But let's use Trevor Lawrence as an example. Because the Jets won a game that everybody thought they were going to lose, Jacksonville got the number one pick. They took Trevor Lawrence, and the Jets got the number two pick and took Zach Wilson. Now, again, I'm just looking at this from a city perspective. If you're Trevor Lawrence, do you really want to go to Jacksonville? Not like the Jets are in the championship every year. Don't get me wrong. But if you're Lawrence, wouldn't have you much rather have gone to New York and played for the Jets as bad and as pitiful as they've been? So every individual's got to answer that question. But you asked me, and you didn't talk about the sport, so it would be very difficult for me to answer your question specifically. Hit me up again next week and and tell me what sport you're talking about. Jake wants to know, how long will it take for Otani to surpass Ichiro as the greatest Japanese player of all time? If he stays healthy, it's not going to take that long. And Ichiro, I mean, he's a god in Japan. Absolutely. Alex wants to know, what have you been watching besides sports lately? Great question. I don't turn the TV on to watch anything anymore. I'm so uh, disenchanted with what's going on. Uh, I can't stand to watch the news anymore. I used to, you know, it's funny. Before games, I used to watch uh, the news all the time in my hotel room, like in the afternoon. And and I really mean this. Um, and, you know, I don't care. I'll tell you. I, you can judge me for whatever the hell you want. I would watch Wolf Blitzer getting ready on CNN for, you know, an hour. And then I would turn on and watch Fox News until I left because I wanted to hear what each was saying. And I didn't want to just watch one particular news outlet. I wanted to hear what, you know, different people of different networks had to say. And I did that for years. Every, I mean, I did that for years, really years and years. And now with the last six months of our news cycle and what's going on now in Afghanistan, I can't turn the TV on. Like I really don't watch. I'm trying to think the last 
show or last thing that I watched that wasn't sports related. And I got to tell you, I can't even think of it. I can't think of one, Alex. It's a great question. I can't watch the news anymore. I I just, you know, there's, uh, and I don't want to get political here, but it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. Again, I go back to what I said in my podcast. Nobody wants to stand up and take responsibility anymore. No, it's just, it's, it's just, it's crazy. So I would rather maintain my, my sanity and not watch it. So I don't. I don't watch it. All right, let's get to Travis, who asked, Grant, love the show, and love to hear your take on the FBI investigating Deshaun Watson. Thanks for answering our questions. Well, first of all, Travis, it's my pleasure to answer the questions. I can't comment on it because I'm not privy to the investigation, so there's not really much I can say. I will say this, though. I do not believe that all 24 women are making up these stories and are out to extort uh, Deshaun Watson. That I do not believe. I don't believe they all got together in three different states and said, hey, let's go after Deshaun Watson. That part I do not believe. Do I believe there's truth to the allegations? I do, but I'm also going to be fair here and wait for it to go through uh, the system. All right. Paul asks, could Jackie McMullen's ESPN retirement be due to not being able to pay her what she's worth? I can't speak for Jackie. I've known Jackie. I've talked to her. She's brilliant. I'm a huge fan of Jackie McMullen. She's just great. Uh, I had, I had, boy, there was one game we were at, and I can't even remember what city it was in. And she ended up sitting next to me about an hour and a half uh, on the bench, and we had the greatest conversation. We just chatted for like 20, 25 minutes. So I don't know the answer to that question, but I have the immense, immense respect for her. Jason says, why does the NFL have joint practices? You know, with all the fights we're seeing, and I don't know if you saw what happened yesterday, you know, the Raiders and Rams had to, you know, call off practice because of all the fights. I think that it's just a monotony of camp and going against, you know, the same people every day. Uh, but I'm, I'm with you. It just seems like all it is now is fight after fight after fight. Nick says, do you think Kemba and Fournier make a good backcourt? I don't for this reason. I don't think Kemba's right. I think he's just injured. I think he is damaged goods, so to speak. And by damaged goods, I don't think he's the Kemba Walker that we're going to – remember, the, boy, when you think of Kemba, you just thought of greatness. You thought of a guy that could take over the game. I don't see that anymore. So I'm going to say no. I love Fournier. I think he's got a tremendous basketball IQ. He does a lot of things well. I'm, I'm not as crazy about Kemba right now. I got to see him health-wise to whether, you know, he can get the job done uh, or not. Rich Ash, do you agree with this blog title? Memphis Grizzlies have become a motel for overpaid NBA veterans nobody wants. Haven't thought about it, Rich, so I'm going to say no. I don't think about that. Sean asks, why do umpire strike zones vary so much? I don't think they vary as much as you think. There are a few umpires whose zones are a little bit different, but I don't think they vary as much as you think. You know, umpires are graded on every single pitch that's not put into play. In other words, whether it's a ball or a strike, if it's if it's put into play, they're not graded. So any pitch they call either a ball or a strike, they're graded on, and it affects their postseason assignments. So I don't think it varies as much as you think. Logan wants to know, would Tebow have been worth keeping on the team for culture and chemistry purposes. Absolutely not. You can't keep a player on a team in pro sports that doesn't deserve to be there because you're going to lose the locker room. So, no, absolutely not. Nick wants to know, why do you think ESPN 
took Max Kellerman off first take. I think it's all Stephen A. Smith. I think it's all ego. Uh, he is just, I think he wants it all to himself. That's what I think. And they also want Max, from what I'm reading, to uh, start hosting ESPN Radio's morning show. Tom wants to know, did you watch the conversation between Draymond and KD? You know what, Tom? I did, and I thought it was fascinating. First of all, I want to compliment Draymond Green. I thought his questions were phenomenal. He looked like a seasoned interviewer to me. I was really super impressed with Draymond Green. I thought that his questions, his poise, uh, I thought he was phenomenal, like phenomenal. I thought Kevin Durant was great too. Uh, I really gained a lot of respect for Durant. I thought that was a phenomenal interview. Now, I'm not crazy about the Steve Kerr, uh, Myers story. I think that is unfortunate. But again, I wasn't there. I thought Eagles clearly got in the way of that. But I thought it was a phenomenal interview. And I compliment the hell out of Draymond Green. I thought he was great. Absolutely great. And Durant was equal to the challenge. And if you didn't see it, I highly recommend that you do. Will wants to know, what's your take on the current MLB CBA negotiations? I'll just say this, Will. I'll be surprised if they start the season on time. Pat wants to know, should Carmelo Anthony make the Hall of Fame if he wins the title with the Lakers? He should make the Hall of Fame even if he doesn't. I mean, if Chris Webber's in the Hall of Fame, Carmelo Anthony will be in the Hall of Fame. Martin wants to know, what are your expectations for Tua this season? I think he's going to take a big step forward. I think he learned a lot. I did not think he was the best quarterback on the Dolphins last year. Clearly, that was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Year two, I think it, you make a big jump. I think they got better talent on the field with him. Um, here's the interesting part for Miami to me. They start week one at New England, week two home against Buffalo. They got to be real careful here. If you're a Dolphins fan, you better make sure you go at least one and one. You know, Buffalo looks like the real deal. They look like they are going to be the class of that division and maybe the conference. So my expectations are for him to just get better, improve, and get this team into a wild card. I don't think they're going to win the division. I just don't see that unless Josh Allen gets hurt. I don't see them being a, a divisional winner, but they should, and again, should be on the cusp of making the playoffs. Keith wants to know, do you play poker or blackjack? Not a lot. Uh, I do enjoy playing three-card poker. And I do enjoy playing blackjack, but I don't gamble a lot. I really don't. Justin wants to know, does the Kings winning Summer League mean anything? Justin, stay tuned because Grant's rant is coming up in a couple of moments. Colby wants to know, will Andy Dalton start more games than Justin Fields this season? I will say no, he will not start more games. But I think he will start his fair share. I'll put it to you that way. Alex wants to know, do you believe Chris Bassett will be able to come back from his uh, injuries? Yes, uh, really awful to see that the other night on the mound, uh, the Oakland A's pitcher. But, yes, I do. Ben wants to know, did the Seahawks overpay their safety, Jamal Adams? Mm, isn't everyone overpaid, Ben? What athlete isn't overpaid now? Uh, Tyler asks, have you ever attended the Kentucky Derby? I have not. David, did you catch Popovich's gold medal speech? I did. I thought it was uh, phenomenal. I thought it was great. Doesn't surprise me when it comes to Greg Popovich. And again, thank you so much for our crowd, crowd Ultra Q&A. It's time for Grant's Rant. Today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. 
Just go online, hometheatercompany.com. So what do I think about the Kings winning Summer League? Let me start off with the positives. Bobby Jackson, who I've always thought would be fun to play for because Bobby is going to coach the way he played, and that's no BS. And if you're not playing the right way, you're going to sit your ass right down next to me. So I want to compliment Bobby Jackson for doing a hell of a job. I think Bobby's got all the characteristics to make a hell of a coach. Excellent job. All right, rookie Davion Mitchell looked real good. The guy looks like a bulldog out on the court. Uh, He can play defense, and moving forward, the Kings could certainly use that when they get into regular season action. But as far as winning Summer League, who the hell cares? Now, if you're a player and a coach, you should try to win Summer League. If you're going to play, play to win. I mean, that's what you play the games for, right? Play to win the game. So I don't have any problems with the Kings and the coaching staff doing their job to win every game. Congratulations to them. But what do I think of it? I don't think anything of it. Really, who cares? It's Summer League. Like, we're really worrying about a Summer League championship or we think that's good? No, you know what's good? is that the Kings did not have a Nick Stauskas on the floor or a Thomas Robinson on the floor or a Jimmer Fredette on the floor. Do you want me to stop or do you want me to keep going? Oh, I heard someone say stop. They have a player that they selected in the draft that clearly is not going to be a bust. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star, but he's clearly not going to be a bust. That's what I take out of Summer League. As far as winning the championship, again, who the hell cares? And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. Again, you know, keep just checking in on my social media accounts uh, and on these platforms Uh, Again, the big news coming up next week, I'm going to tell you how you can interact with me live, and I'm also going to tell you about uh, when I start doing No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury. So great to have you join me every week for my podcast. And again, if you listen via Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to me if you rate the podcast and leave a comment. And don't forget to check out my video rants as well. They are over on YouTube. And thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.